This is the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast, a Spotify and Villa Romana Network production. I'm Alan Evans. And I'm Joey Sanders. So how are you doing? I haven't seen you in a while. I know. I'm doing great, actually. Yeah? Yeah. Summer's nice and hot, and uh, finally we got summer. Took a minute. That, um, I, I'm happy because I don't love this heat. I loved it when it was raining every four days and that it was 75 degrees. That's my weather. Everything was green and beautiful. The canyon looked fantastic. I loved it, loved it, loved it. I do it. like the cool. I, I mean, I love a hot day and I love a cool evening. So um, we get the best of both. Yeah. I loved that rain we had. That was amazing. All You mean all year long, that rain? Yes. I love the rain. Yeah, I do too. And I love how green it made everything. Yep. I mean, my garden, I've never seen it. The, how the green grass is your was unbelievable how much we had to cut. But the calla lilies went crazy. Oh. The nasturtium was all over the canyon. It was beautiful. And, Such a strange flower, <laughs> calla lily. <laughs> so I, I loved that it was raining every four days because I didn't have to water anything. Everything looked so beautiful. And, of course, we were away for a month. So I was a little worried because I thought, oh, we're gonna, it's, everything's going to be dead when I come back. But it had rained while we were away, so it was yeah. perfect. Yeah, I was in New York for a month, and that was it, 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 interesting weather. We didn't quite have that heat humidity when I was there. It's a lot of rain, uh, and it was nice and cool. It was very per, kind of perfect weather. And as soon as I left, it got really it's hot, hot. like it is now. Yeah. I know. I talked to someone there today. Hot, 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 yeah. hot. But I was just in Palm Springs. I got home um, last night, and... My God, was it hot. I mean, 118. And they expect 125 on Saturday. I mean. They think that the record of 130 in Death Valley may get broken this weekend. But there's no, but there's no global warming. There's no global no, warming. No, there's not. No, no, no global warming. There's no mm -hmm. environmental problems. No. Um, <laughs> floods. Oh, Theodius. There's hurricanes in some place. They've and never the had fires. a hurricane. I mean, the fires. Oh, that is the one thing I did have in New York. Fire. Because of the Canadian, oh, the Canadian fire. Oh, my God. But I was living out in New Jersey while I was there for the month. I would only go in, in and out of the city uh, on occasion. But um, but even even there, you could still see a bit of that smog and that gloom. And and uh, air quality was not the best. But at least I wasn't in the thick of it. No, exactly. But you had a good time there. Yeah, I had a good time. Yeah. The Hamptons, and I saw all my friends. My spent a lot of housewife time with the Jersey housewives. I'm sure you did. Oh yeah, we had mucho a fun, lot of jolly, jolly, chow. Is the gravy ready? Gravy, a gravy. What, what kind of gravy are you making for the spaghetti? Uh, East Coast uh, sauce. Italians sauce. That's the difference. We say gravy. All right. Well, then. well by the way, my on, grandmother, my grandmother used to say gravy. Did she? Yeah. She was an idiot. <laughs> Take that back. That was my grandma's sweetheart. I'm sorry, sweetheart. She would grandma. say sauce sometimes, but other times she would say gravy. And then she would say, that's what my family used to call yeah, it. Well, we're gravy. Italian from Naples, you know, via New York. So are they. Or New York so via Naples. Uh, my great-grandmother, we were just, when I was in Italy but did she recently, live in New Jersey? No. Did she have people, fr friends from New Jersey? No. Was she, did she have dementia? <laughs> <laughs> no, but the family, what I'm saying is her parents, her parents and grandparents came from just south east of Naples. Did she put raisins in her meatballs? No. Do they do that? In Naples, yeah. Oh, no, thank you. Uh -huh. I like it. It gives you a little sweetness. Sweetness. Yeah. But I wouldn't want to bite know, into the raisins. Know. I love you, raisins, you it, but I wouldn't want it but in you my kind meatball. of They dissolve a little bit. They're supposed to dissolve, so you're oh. just getting a little bit of that Oh, that I might like. Flavor. Yeah. Oh, I might gonna, have to try that. It's not then. raisin bran. Balls. <laughs> raisin balls. <laughs> raisin balls. Raisin bran balls. We had an unbelievable trip, by the way. I saw. I, I'm so bummed. And the weather was perfection. Yeah. The only time we saw what I would call as bad weather, we were in Lake Maggiore, and we were home, and it was late, and this storm. I saw that. I've never seen anything like it. Mm -hmm. It was thunder and lightning for hours, and that. it was so constant that rumbling never stopped, and the sky was more lit up than it was dark. And, you know, Will's son was with us, and he was going, he loves thunder. He was going crazy. He was like, Dad, it's hailing now. And I've never seen hail like that, like the size of a dime. Wow. And I thought, oh, the one night we didn't put the car in the garage. Yeah, that is my biggest fear. <laughs> I kind of like the idea of the of the hail, but I don't want to be out in it. Yeah, but oh no, you wouldn't have wanted the to. The pattern on the roof it is was great, but not on the roof of my car. Looking. 
Yeah, and I thought, oh, now I'm going to have this rental car and they're going to hit me for the damage. But it was fine, so all was good. But uh, a, a fantastic trip. And good. you can go to my Facebook if you want to see all the photos. It was amazing. Yeah, it was beautiful. I mean, I followed you along from, from the minute you got on the plane. So, And now that we're back, we dove right into it. Yes. Uh, we came back. It was 4th of July, which we did. In fact, we saw you on 4th of July. That mm -hmm. was the first time I'd seen you. Right. And then uh, we went to see the Indiana Jones movie, because I'm a big fan of Indiana Jones. And, and I liked it. I mean, a lot of people said they were disappointed. I thought it was classic early Indiana Jones. Yes, if you're looking for CGI's and all the stuff and explosions and all the things, you know, that you get in a, in a modern, you know, fast X movie... It's not going to be there. This was going right back to the original Indiana Jones. It, it felt like a movie from the 80s. It had story. It had things. I loved it. And it also had a movie star yes. in it. Yeah. And so that is why we go to the movies ultimately. It was great. And then last night we saw Mission Impossible. Another Let's movie talk about star. movie stars. I mean, he's going to clean up on this movie. You know, I saw, we, we, we read some things yesterday and they were rating all of the seven Mission Impossibles. Right. And they rated this the highest of all seven. And we thought it was great. It was exciting. It was fun. It was everything you expect from Mission Impossible. So, and from Tom Cruise. And from Tom Cruise. And, you know, everything done to perfection. Mm -hmm. And um, it was great. And and I think as he's gotten a little older, he's making a little more fun of himself. Yeah. And not holding that star on him all the time. The, the, he's in these scenes with people and he lets them have the scene a little bit. He even makes jokes about himself, right? Yeah, he did that a little bit in Top Gun. And he also yes. showed a vulnerability in that last Top Gun yeah. that he always lacked or sometimes lacked in certain certain yeah. films. Thought but it was uh, really I good. I appreciate him a great yes. deal. As a movie star, yeah. boy, they you know he's at the top of his game mm -hmm. at the moment. Yeah. So it's it's they're both worth seeing, absolutely worth seeing, and um, you know fun adventurous movies. Yeah, I saw. We went to see um, uh, when it opened up uh, Jennifer Lawrence's film, No Hard Feelings. It was silly. It was cute. It was endearing. The boy was was very good. The one that played the, the lead, you know, yeah. the boy that she's supposed to be hired to seduce. Right. And she's just charming, and, and she's a good actress, and she's a smart actress. That's what always attracts me to um, actors is their their smartness, you know, their intelligence. Yeah. And she, she has a good way about her. She's articulate, and uh, she's pretty, she's funny. And then she's also um, serious. You know, I, I like, like, like those qualities. And the movie was fun. You know, sure. I mean, it got whatever kind of tomatoes you make a sauce with or a gravy with, however many tomatoes. <laughs> I don't follow that stuff. Why did it not get good tomatoes? I don't know what kind of tomatoes they use. <laughs> uh. <laughs> you know, but uh, maybe <laughs> maybe they were fried green tomatoes. I don't know. But I liked it, and I don't pay attention. I mean, it was charming. We laughed out loud. That's what you go to the movies yeah, for Yeah, you go also. for entertainment. Entertainment. Yeah. Entertainment and movie stars. So it got, it got my vote. I liked it. Good. All right. There you have it. Yep. Pick for a week. We are going to jump into this today. Yes. Because I think we need to do a little explaining up front. Yeah, because we've had him, we've had um, Dwayne Chapman, the dog, dog, the, the, dog bounty the bounty hunter, hunter on our show before. And uh, this is, he's asked to come back to clarify a few things. And why don't you t tell our listeners what it's all about? So here's what was happening I uh, was taking an evening flying lesson. And just before we were about to take off, I saw Dwayne was calling me and I didn't answer and I texted him and I said, uh, I said, I'll call you later. I'm about to fly. Then I guess while we were flying, he texted me about 8.30 p.m., but we were still in the air and I didn't get home until around 10. So I didn't even really notice until I had sat down and relaxed and started looking at my messages. And by then, it was almost one in the morning where he was, so I didn't dare call him back. But I thought, what is going on? Why is he so anxious to reach me? So I thought, well, you know what? I'm going to do a little Google and see what's happening in the world and if his name comes up. And sure enough, uh, you know, <laughs> I do this search and it's everywhere. And it says, you know, Dog the Bounty Hunter has gone on this homophobic rant. And I watched this video clip 
which I didn't really understand because the beginning of it, where the clip starts, it didn't it didn't make sense to me. And but he did mention something about uh, you know this person being on the uh, beer can, and I realized that uh, clearly he was talking about uh, Mulvaney, uh, Dylan Mulvaney. And so I thought, oh God, what does he put his foot into this time? And it wasn't until the next morning that I was able to call him and talk to him. They're doing an appearance next week for a church up in Washington State. And so to promote that appearance, the woman who runs the church uh, had them on her live Facebook. A Christian woman. Yeah, Christian. Well, she, yeah, it's her church, Christian church. And she had them on her live Facebook. While they were on this show, Dwayne said some things that got everybody very riled up. It went viral like crazy. If you go and watch it, you will see he was not articulate at all. I watched it a couple times. I still don't have a clue what he was trying to say. I sort of had an idea of what he was trying to say. Because you know him. Because I know him. But everybody can go and make up. You can go watch it and make up whatever you want, thinking what he was trying to say, because it is not clear at all. So I got phone calls, I got text messages, I got some hate messages, how dare I be friends with this guy. So this uh, interview that we did today, it comes comes out of that call because I said to him, uh, you know, there's some things in there I, I don't understand, and would you come on and explain them? And he agreed to do it. We're not condoning what he did, we're trying just to get to the bottom of it and understand it because parts of what he said in this interview, which they don't show online, explains a little bit about what the ramp-up was to his ex- this excited conversation he had. Uh, he's done this before. He's, you know, I've had to ask him for, you know, 15 years, what do you mean? What are you saying? I don't understand what you're Think talking before about. before you speak. Right. Why do you think he let Beth do all the talking? Because mm-hmm. she, she could think on her feet quicker than he can so we said well come on because i think everybody needs to understand what it is you're trying to say you know rather than letting the press and people who have no clue what you were thinking telling you why don't you come on and tell us what you were thinking we agreed with him on some things we disagreed on others Mm -hmm. you know they're trying to prove a point on something else we tried to prove a lot of points you know they're very conservative christians and they try to live their life that way but listen Dwayne is the first person who will tell you he has not lived uh, a perfect Christian life. Far from it. That doesn't mean he doesn't strive to. And certainly in his later years, in his older years, he, he's done much better than he would have when, in his young years when he was a wild child. I mean, mm-hmm. he went to prison because he's such a wild child, right? And the drugs and everything else. He doesn't live that life now. He's, you know, he's trying to make up for it. Well, how many born-again Christians, the reason they're born again is because they want to they do over in some sense. Yes. You know? I mean, it always amazes me with that term. You know, they were the worst people on the planet. I mean, really, the worst people on the planet. And now they're going to tell us because we're gay and we're incredibly wonderful people. Most of us really are good people. And that we're going to hell and we're going to all of these horrible places. And, and the thing that, you know, when you listen to the show, you'll, you'll realize, which is a very strong point that you wanted to make, was that you can't just loop us in, you know, with, with, with everything else. You know, just because we're gay doesn't mean we're trans. It doesn't mean we're pedophiles. It doesn't mean we're, we're this, that, or the other things. And all of a sudden, it's just this group. Right. You know, and I don't know if that happened by putting all these extra letters on the LBGTQ. It did. You, you know, and now everybody. It did actually you know, happen because of that. Say, because the same they did thing. That, I'm a gay man. They did that for political power. Of if course. They could get all, because there weren't enough gays, there weren't enough lesbians to do it on their own. You can't have the sort of lesbian caucus and the transgender caucus. It wasn't going to get yeah, anywhere. So they looped us all into one thing and, you know, the homeless gays. When did you ever see a homeless gay? Ever. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I mean, now you drive down Santa Monica Boulevard and there's pink tents. I know. Pink tents. I know. With rainbow tents. Hello. And then, you know, I've seen them come out of there with, with uh, they haven't got $3, but they have a cell phone. You know, they have Louboutins. <laughs> I, I, I saw a trans come out of a, a rainbow tent the other day and she had 
like McDonald wrappers that she made a Chanel flower out of. Oh, my God. Well, she, you can't you know, say it, they aren't creative. Well, I mean, if you're going to do it. I mean, she had hair extensions that were clipped on. You know, it's okay. But, I mean, at least you're going to bring a little, if you're going to do it, you know, at least color it up. Right. But, well, but this didn't exist before. I'm just saying now it's everything. So all of a sudden now people will see that and, and they, what they see is not a homeless person. They don't see the cause. Right. They see that's a gay person and they're or they probably think looking it's a gay person. Children. It's a transgendered person. Exactly. So they right. loop it all into the same thing. Right. They but say they don't gay. see the problem. There's a homeless person first that we're looking at that's in, or, or a mentally ill person or a person that has a terrible drug problem or this or that. It just, just happens to be the same way it is with straight people. You just happen to have a drug problem. You're straight. You're a pedophile. You're straight. I mean, it's the same thing. Why are we selected now to be all the horrible things that they're avoiding by becoming a Christian after they've screwed up everything? <laughs> anyway, let's not wait any longer. We'll get into this because I know people want to hear about uh, what he what, what he stuck his foot into for sure. <laughs> Not the first time. Nope, nor the last. No, hopefully, hopefully. He keeps thinking he's learned his lesson, but... Well, he's on with Francie, his wife, and she, she's pretty smart, so let's see how she keeps him uh, keeps him on the straight and narrow. Yes. She always... Operative will, words. She'll decode. She will decode his... Uh -huh. uh, yeah. What he's trying to say. Yeah. And so when we come back, you've got uh, Dog and Francie. So we're back, and today we've got Dog the Bounty Hunter, and his lovely wife, Francie. And so, Dog, you and I have known each other a long time now. I'm Over think... about 25 years, yes. Is it that long? Oh, what, yeah. year, <laughs> what year did you marry? Thank Beth? God for Botox. You'd never know. Yeah. Amen. Amen. <laughs> what year did you and Beth get married? Uh, 2006. Okay, so I've known you since 2006. Well, oh my God, that's like 17 that. years though still. That's well, a long you time. Encouraged me to get, you encouraged me to get married. I think it was before that. No, I came in after the wedding. I wasn't invited, oh, by okay. the way. <laughs> oh, okay. oh, rude. That's so okay. Rude. I, that's okay. I was invited to the more recent one. Yes, I, he was there for yours. Yes. <laughs> yes, he was. So we've got you on here today, Dwayne, because you got yourself in a little trouble, I think. Oh. We'll keep on going as, as your jaw has dropped. Okay. So tell okay. us, you were on a show the other day. You were on some sort of a Facebook show, right? It was a Facebook show with a woman. That we did a Facebook a live. Show. Yeah. Yeah, we did a Facebook Live with Sherelle, and uh, she has a, a church in Washington State, not DC. And Dog and I are going to do a conference there next week. So, a three day event, a conference, we'll both be speaking there. And so, we did a Facebook Live to promote that event and have some fun right and you were having a discussion and during this discussion Dwayne in his very typical non-articulate sort of way when he's thinking off the top of his head very quickly said something that pissed everybody off and I have to admit when I watched it I wasn't even sure what it was you were trying to say all i knew mm -hmm. is that what was coming out of your mouth was probably not what was going through your head because i've known you so long <laughs> and as i listened yeah. to it because a lot of the press places picked it up when i looked it up yeah on the internet i thought why is he all over the internet what's going on here yeah and, and that's the only part they showed yeah they showed this one minute the manipulating right. that part. one minute clip yes yes of course yeah and i thought okay i'm not even sure what they're talking about but the part that i loved the most is you said uh you know we have really good friends who are that way 
And I thought, oh, he must well, be talking about he must, must be, be talking, talking about, about Alan. Gay, gay people. <laughs> well, listen, I was, now listen, I do have a method behind my madness. I was in Florida at that time, and it's not okay to say gay. So I was watching what I said because it's the law in Florida not to say gay. So I, I didn't want to. Well, the other thing is, is break that. The law. Yeah. <laughs> You've done that enough already. I was going to say, I, I, I don't know that that's your um, MO, worried about breaking the law, but I know that you oh, are, I know that you are um, considerate and heartfelt about the people that we love. So and... it's not his MO, and it was his homo? <laughs> <laughs> We're in California. We could say homo. Oh, okay. Is it sapien or what is it? What are we called? Homo what? sapien. Homo sapien. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Reminds me of a gorilla. Homo sapien. Yeah. Okay. You're a homo yes. sapien. You're just not homo safe in Florida. Yeah. But <laughs> but I know that yeah. what you said is you were saying. I'm I'm going to try to sort of summarize it here you were saying that your faith does not agree with homosexuality but then you went on to something else and i, and I don't want to get too deep into it because i know you've got some legal problems with some people that are annoying you and mm -hmm. i happen to know who they that's are that's putting it mildly <laughs> yeah but I, but I, yeah I, I know who they are i don't think they're very nice people myself I, I, I don't mm -hmm. like them. They're not Christian-like, if you will. They're not, and they're not, and by the way, they're not gay-like either. They're, we, we don't accept them as gays, and, I, and they are. But they're not nice people, and they've turned children against parents. They've done some things that aren't very nice. Mm -hmm. We're not going to mention their names because yeah. we don't yeah. want to get sued. Right, but um, and we don't want to give them any uh, attention either. Correct. <laughs> no, we don't, we don't want to give them any significance. That's a great word. Right. Mm -hmm. So I so I think some of your anger came from that because what you were suggesting in this video is that you didn't care if it was a straight person or it was Mulvaney who appeared on the Bush can, if they had come and sexually abused your children, you'd punch them in the face. So would we. <laughs> Is that sort of? Yes, but I, I said, not face, I said give them two black eyes. Okay, so, well, your I, eyes are in I, your I, face, close enough. <laughs> yeah. But I if you gave them two that, black eyes, they'd like that. Or, oh, you said two black eyes. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I said, see how I see how things that. can be misinterpreted. Yes. Yes. But I did say that, and I said it because we were talking about uh, these people. Let's use that humans that mm. are trying to change the sexual identity by surgery and pills and drugs from children four to five, all the way up to at least eighteen where they could decide. And I said, if Dylan, even the Budweiser guy, would ever do that, I, if I ever see him, I'm going to drop him and I'll give him two black eyes. And I was referring her. to... We're supposed her. to refer to her. Well, okay. Okay. You can't say he, she, is that bad? She refers, she, she identifies as she. she. Okay. And okay. I don't know what she. she's done down there, so... We're going with the she. Okay. Listen, right. I think so I think her, Joey and I would agree with you. It's all very confusing. It's all and very confusing. It's all very confusing. And I think that there's a big backlash, not just among Republicans. There's a big backlash generally because it has sort of usurped the conversation in this country. And it's not that easy to distinguish or decipher. And I'm going to reveal some things here. If somebody had asked me when I was 10 or 12, I would have thought maybe this is what's wrong with me, right? right. Because or I didn't right have the you. tools or right for me. I didn't have the tools to understand what was going on. When I was young, you didn't even discuss gay. It wasn't on television. There was no will and grace. There wasn't anything. You were on your own. 
your parents didn't discuss it, your school friends didn't discuss it. And so you didn't know what was going on, right? And I know now they're talking about children who are 11, 12 years old and talking about giving them surgery. It's very young for someone who doesn't really understand what's going on in their brain. And we know by science that until you are 25, your brain is not fully formed. So to ask kids to make that kind of a serious decision at 12 and 13 years old, I think is not correct. That's my opinion. It doesn't make me right. It doesn't make me wrong. It's my opinion. It's also one's body is still developing and growing. Now, if one mm -hmm. still feels that same way at the age of 17 and 18 and 19 and 20, absolutely, you have to have your reflection meet who you see and who you feel and who you are. And that's, that, that is our right to be able to, to bond with ourselves. As a child, we are still growing. You, I wouldn't have my child. My, my nose could, my, my child could have a nose like Jimmy Durante. He's not. I would not let him have it fixed. He or she fixed until that nose stops growing, and it's not going to stop growing until you're well into your, you know, late teens or, or early twenties. You know, you're not going to cut off a nose at seven years old, and then you're going to grow a whole new one by the time you're nineteen. Do you know what I mean? It's just those. It's just lots. Right. Exactly. But but I think what people need to understand, yeah. Dwayne, and I think where and I know a lot of people that I know, a lot of people that you know, came down on you. They came down on me. Why am I friends with you? And I defended it and said, I'm friends with him because I choose to be friends with him. We have a long history. I understand him. And, you know, when you and I first met, if you recall, we were at the Four Seasons in Beverly Hills. Okay. And Beth and I quickly sat down and started chatting. And she, we talked. You would not sit. <laughs> you were standing. You had just done the Jay Leno show. You were sort of whatever Beth wants. And I felt your uncomfortableness. And that continued for a while. You didn't know a lot of gay people then, right? Correct. And over the years, I think you you had a manager, a business manager that was gay. You had a lot of gay people that came into your life by virtue of you being on a TV show. And I think your opinion changed because they came off differently. They were different than what you thought they were going to be before you'd met them. Is that a correct exactly assumption? Right. Yes, that is perfect. And I think you grew to respect a lot of them. You saw a lot of them were very smart and talented. And I even think, correct me if I'm wrong, that in the beginning you thought, oh my God, if he's gay, then Alan's gonna be attracted to me. And do you remember the conversation we had in New York when you said that? And I said, no, I'm not attracted to you at all. And you said, what? And, 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 I, and I do remember this. I said, Alan, if you start touching me, you're gonna draw back a nub. <laughs> And you're like, you're and you're like, I, you're not my type. Don't ever worry. And I was insulted. You were offended yes. by that. <laughs> you were. It was That's very funny. I'm like, What's the deal, Bill? Hey, hey, hey. What's the deal? You know, but so, you, yes, if, if, if you if you think again, the thing that we're always missing is logic. And if you think as a straight man, just because there is a woman in the room or in in a situation doesn't mean you're going to be attracted to her and doesn't mean you want to sleep with her. As a gay man, exactly. just because there's a man in the room doesn't mean <laughs> we would want to sleep with him. I mean, it's just not, you just don't have to be a man for the, for the attraction. And, you know, being right. gay, and we've been it's at true. this gay thing for quite a long time. <laughs> we have it pretty summed up. <laughs> it, it's, it, in, in, every, in every fiber of my body, there's only a very small amount of me that's gay. And that is between myself, my God, and my body. And I am loved and respected and admired and by my family, my parents, my, my clergy, who I, who I perceive as God, my spiritual sense. I'm a very spiritual person. And I would know the voice of that higher power telling me that I was wrong or right or indifferent. And all I get is reflection of love. 
from that power, which I, at which I live in gratitude with that every day of my life. So a stranger is nobody to tell me what I think, what I feel, how I should love, who I should love, the same way that I would never take that away from you or any heterosexual right. person. That is your right to love as long as you love and as long as you trust and you give and you, you have uh, a responsibility to who you perceive as God. That is the truth. No, God, the God that I know does not need an agent, a representative, or some loudmouth idiot that can't spell, read, or get the facts straight. And, and right. definitely not one that's going to manipulate somebody's words to their own um, insecurity and their own fear. And that's where we have to stand up as human beings, as people, as friends. And that's where you have to correct what you said and, and be very strong in your conviction to let people know that's not what I said, that's not what I meant. And forgive me, you're not going to put that word in my mouth. Right. And that's enough. Well, I, I was raised four square, full gospel, Pentecostal. Right, which is and, very, uh, very conservative. Conservative. And still to this day, that's how I am. Now, I've been more since I met Francie for four years. And let me tell you, in my love, in my personal life, I have got to see my mommy again. After I died, my mommy was my best ever, and I've got to see her. So I am a Christian, and I believe in the Bible. So that's what I based my thoughts on. Now, as That's I'm, what we base our life on, how we live our life. Right. And, and that's, our, that's our belief. I, we believe that the Bible is straight from God himself. And that's how we, um, that's how we try to live our life. Do we get it right all the time? No. Um, do we make mistakes and say things we shouldn't say and let people down and hurt people's feelings? Yes. We, we live in a world, our emotions are involved, we're human, um, we're, we're not God, um, we try to do the best that we can. Uh, and follow our beliefs the best that we can and be as true to that as we can, just like everybody else. When was well, the last time did... you went out for a lobster dinner? Uh -oh, Two Duane. nights ago. Okay. <laughs> did you read the Bible where it says you will not eat shellfish? It's in the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. Part of the Bible. That means, that means way, shrimp, way, crab, crab. A lobster, oyster, clams, you name it. But by the way, let's bring this up. Corinth, tell me what Corinthians 6, 9 through 11 says. Do you know? No. Not rock our top like that. What? Know. I'm so disappointed, Dwayne. You, you, have, you have all sorts I of things. I have my Bible right next to me, well, and I'll pull it up. I have pull it in it up, front of me. We're okay. gay men, and, and we're quoting the Bible. But and we don't go out right. for lobster dinner. Yes, I do. All the time. Yes, he does. I've eaten lobster <laughs> with him all the time. All right, well, he does. I don't. I eat right. shrimp. Corinthians said, which is neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, or men who have had sex with men, nor thieves, nor the greedy, drunkards, slanders, or swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. All right? He did not pull one of those out. They're all in the line together. And when you go further, it talks about cheating on your wife. It talks about all sorts of things that people do all the time. But we're not out beating up fat people for being gluttonous. It says no gluttony. Right. right? Have you seen the people online for Hometown Buffet after church? <laughs> <laughs> There's some heifers on that line. Trust me, there is a lot of gluttony at Hometown Buffet. <laughs> so all we're trying to point out is that one has to be careful about taking out one for their set of people, right? And, yes. And I know you were very clear that you were not suggesting that anybody should go out and cause harm to a gay person or a transgender no, person. Nobody was doing any of that uh, No, I know you weren't. Sense. I said on your last podcast we did, and I know you believe me, that if I saw five men beating up a gay man, I would jump in for that gay man and probably lose my life. And Jesus would say, good job, my son. 
come through this gate. And that's correct, how correct. my heart feels. Exactly right. And it's that the right. And mean, it's what the Bible says. It says you you love them just because you don't want to live their life. Right. Well, and the other part is, is that Jesus says in numerous occasions in the New Testament that he loves all people. It's the sin that he hates. So it doesn't matter who you are. It's the sin that he hates, that, that he talks about hating. It's not the person. Right. It's not the people. And just like you just stated, there is, there's a whole line of sentences of sins, of, of <laughs> sins right? So Many of them the going on, by the way, with Christians. Yes. Well, and, and he also doesn't mention homosexuals. Yes. Well, they sanctioned pederasty. Let's talk about definitions. Just looking up the word gluttony for this podcast, right? Because one of the things it says is a sin is gluttony. And I looked right. on three different dictionaries and they all define it differently, right? And it does come from the, a Greek word. So I then thought, well, wait a minute. I'm going to look up what the Bible says about the translations, which also came from ancient Greek. And interestingly enough, it has seven Bibles here, or eight Bibles, including the King James, which we already know is a very slanted because King James wanted a divorce, but the New American Standard Bible, the Good News Translation, the Standard Version, um, the Amplified Bible. They all have different definitions of what they felt the translation was from Greek. But I noticed what many of them brought up is that they thought because of the Greek word didn't really translate to homosexuality. In many cases, they thought it translated to pederasty, which is homosexuality between a man and an adolescent. And so I think we just had to be very careful when we're judging others. And Francie, I'm going to let you talk about this, about he who has, what is it, throws the stone, without sin throws the first stone. Explain yeah. that. Yeah, he, no, he who has no sin, throw, throw, let him throw the first stone. Right. Tell the story behind that. So the woman who had been sleeping around, uh, they pulled her out into the square and they wanted to stone her because that was the punishment in that day from the Jewish leaders. And Jesus came and he drew a line in the sand and he said, um, whoever of you that have no sin, throw the first stone, go ahead, throw it at her. Well, one by one, they all started walking away um, because they couldn't throw the stone. We all have sin in our life. Right. I mean, that was the point of that part. But then Jesus said to her, um, I also do not condemn you. Go and sin no more. And what he meant by that, if you look into the go and sin no more, he was talking about her sleeping with the men she was sleeping sleeping with without being married. Right. And so his statement to her was go and sin no more. And, and she did. She, right. she, let, she didn't do that no. anymore. Well, my interpretation is they didn't catch her doing the wild thing. They knew that she did that. And Jesus said, my interpretation, the ones that have not, how do you know what she's doing? Because you slept with her. You're just as guilty as she is. So any of you guys that didn't sleep with her, go ahead and stone her. And the whole crowd walked away. Because right. that was her living. That's how she made a living. I actually don't agree with you, but that's I a know. whole nother conversation. And right. uh, but it's possible we can agree some of them to disagree. Had. But it's possible. Yeah. But if you bring it to modern had. times, it would be similar. That person right. who goes and beats exactly. up a gay man, right? I think would be yeah. judged more harshly by God for beating him up than the gay man would be judged for being gay. Because he went and beat him up, and he has his own sins he should be worrying about. That is a very good point, Ellen Evans. That is a very good point. 
And I don't mean to steal that message from you, brother, but I'm going to. <laughs> You're going to attribute that, that to me. That's very, okay. Yeah, steal the positive that message is, and talk about that. Yes, that is a very good point. And I think we all understand people want to live their lives differently. And I get it. People believe yeah. because of their religion that they don't think it's right. And we understand that. Any intelligent person yeah. should understand that, right? But, but what we're not getting... And this is what is aggravating to me. We are not living our lives any different than you or anybody else. If anything, we may be living it as well or better. The only small part of me is that I live with a man and I love a man. That's it. But that's my husband. That's the person that I live with, that I trust, that we've been together 10 years. We're faithful, committed. We have a clean, wonderful life. We go everywhere. His, his family is Christian. They embrace me. They embrace us. We go to church, we pray, we, we live a very healthy life. So what makes me different than you or anybody else? And where is my sin that I have to stay with? When she could walk away after sleeping with the whole village and go, go, no, go and sin no more, and I got to say here, how does that make sense? Because we could turn right. that around on everybody in this world. Nobody is free of anything. So why don't we just cut that crap and leave it out? You know, let Mickey Mouse live his Disney life. You go live, live your football life. This one go live theirs. Everybody be happy and do their thing. Because we're not taking anything away from you or anybody else. And why should we have to fear that everything that we do is wrong? We are not the same as a transsexual. That is not gay. There are, there are heterosexual transsexuals. There are heterosexual pedophiles. That doesn't make us any of those things. And if you put that list... There is a list of, of pedophiles, where they live and how they live and who they are. And you put that list, let's count how many of them are heterosexual versus how many of them are homosexual. I think there will be a right. big awakening there. A well, big and awakening. that's what the, the interview oh, yeah. that we did was, sure. you know, my, my thoughts about uh, someone being gay. But the main interview... We weren't even talking about no, gay. That, we weren't even... It was about the... the it what we weren't even talking about gays okay. at no, all no. and the lbg whatever that is the the conversation was about the the trans thing and then it went into that and um you and i both said uh we have people close to us in our lives that, that are we that we love very much i don't see that being played as right. a family member, and um, what we and talked so, about was the mutilation of, of children, children changing their sexual identity. That's what we said, and I said, though anybody that does that, you know, and then I happen to say, even if Dylan Mulvaney did it, I would knock him out and black his eyes. No, I have no. an 11-year-old grandson, and I have said out of my mouth that if somebody did that, tried to do that to him coerce him to do something like that, I'd be in jail because I'd be beating the crap out of him. And that's exactly right. And if somebody wants to say I'm a hobophobic, blah, 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 because of it, let them go ahead. But that's my 11-year-old grandson, and I'm going to protect that. Yeah, well, I think this is an important point to make because I think a lot of listeners, and this happens across our country, they equate transgender and gays and lesbians, they all have grouped them together. In one lump sum. In one lump. They did it for political power is why it was done. But a transgendered yes. person absolutely shares nothing of the experience of a gay man. Or woman. Well, and uh, when I have questions about gay things, I'm sorry, Alan, I call you. I know. And we had just talked about... Maybe that's why you're so weeks. messed up. <laughs> You should call me next. Okay. We had just talked about... I will, brother. He's the one that calls me after you called him. What should I say? (laughs) We had just talked about, you know, uh, in in Hawaii, it's called mahu. I think that sounds more respectful than transgender. So Mm -hmm. I'll use that if it's okay. God, who knows? But I, I thought... I said, Alan, uh, you know, the Mahus are, and you explained to me, wait a minute. I do not agree with the Mahu way of life. And I knew that, but I wanted to be sure. I didn't say I didn't agree. I said, I don't know it. It's not my experience. 
Right, and it's not you. It's not me. And people equate gays and lesbians and transgenders, and they're very, very different. different. And people need yeah. to understand that a transgendered person is not a gay person. And, and when you said something interesting, Francie, when you said the person that would make them do that, you know, mutilate them, who, who are those people that would make, that would mutilate them? That allow would allow a child to be mutilated. Who who would be the, who are the people are you referring to that that would allow a child to be mutilated? In other words, tr change their identity. Oh, there's doctors and, and the doctors laws. aren't there also aren't there also parents that would allow the child to see that doctor? Who would pay for that doctor? I was talking about the laws that are being passed that are saying that children that are 10 11 12 years old if they want to go see a doctor and get their uh parts removed and their uh genders changed that they can do that without their parents permission well i don't agree with that yeah we don't agree with that i don't go agree get a, go, go get a a, a, a children's a, a bear a chewable chalks without my supervision that's what i'm talking about yeah, that's what you had said in the video, and that's what everybody got upset. Whoever is making this what it is, and you didn't say that, yeah. needs to go back and, and rewind a few things, is what I'm saying. Because this is where yeah, the danger lies. Because there are a lot yeah, of people right. that only hear one sentence, one part of a sentence, and then they rant Correct. and rave, like I'm doing right now, but yes. ranting and raving about something. And this is why people are in trouble. And this is why we don't have enough people that stand up and say, damn it, I'm not going to take this anymore. And you are that person right. that you can say it. I am the person that will say it. And we right. have and to get our facts straight. Right. And I tried. And, you know, they, oh, they, of course, because of my status, they think, boy, if we could down dog, that's great. Sure. You know, 40 years of arresting over 10,000 human beings, uh, murderers, every kind, of every kind of thing there is. You're just one commercial away from hearing what Dwayne has to say about sissy boys and Dylan Mulvaney. Okay, so there's an important point to make here. After you and I spoke the first time, Dwayne, I went back and I watched the entire video interview uh, that you had done. And in the few minutes that lead up to the clip that they released to the press, you were talking about preachers and that there were these preachers out there that you thought weren't great because they were more interested in the money than they were in spreading the, the gospel of God. And you were getting very excited and worked up about that. And you even said, uh, you know, even Joel Olstein moved from a sissy boy to a real man. It was something along those lines. And I called you back. And I said, I don't understand. Is Joel Olstein gay? And you said, no. And I said, why did you call him a sissy boy then? Because I think everybody assumed that when you said sissy boy, you meant a gay guy, right? And I said, but I don't understand. Why did you call him a sissy boy? And you said, oh, these are those preachers that kind of dance around and entertain you at church. And, but all they're interested in is really the tithing part of the church. They're not really sermonizing. And you said, Joel Olstein sort of used to be like that, but now he's really taken control and he doesn't wrap it up in, in a sense in, in self-help. He's really come out and said, these are all sort of religious things. So I said, oh, well, that's interesting because later you also then said, we don't need any more sissy boys. We don't need any sissy you know, preachers. And it, it, it changed the complete meaning now that I understood what you're referring to as sissy boys when I thought you meant gay guys. Well, in my opinion, to, to a pastor or a preacher is when he's in charge of a flock is supposed to preach to the flock about what's going on, you know, in their lives and up to modern times. Instead of going in there and preaching about, let's take an offering, let's give money here, let's give money there. A lot of people go to church with a hungry heart and they want to be fed. And to be fed, a lot of people, you know, want what's going on. For instance, right now, the Bible says that we're living in the last days. So what does that mean and how can you prove that? the Euphrates River, da-da-da-da. There's a lot of things. So that's 
you know, to be a sissy is, is it takes a lot of guts when you get up there and say things like that because you may lose some of your church people, right? So let's don't be a sissy and not preach the gospel. Let's be a man and and speak it like a man. Well, that makes sense, by the way, with what was on the recording. That, you know, that changes what you were saying because I automatically thought you meant gay men, right? And when you listen to the recordings that they didn't release, you're not talking about gay men at all. You're talking about preachers. Yeah, exactly. And the other thing is, uh, along with what Dog was saying about um, the preaching, is we just, because we've, you know, had the opportunity to um, travel all over and speak in churches, and not just speak, I mean, you know, there's live church all over YouTube. And I think what Dog was trying to say is that, you know, we're in a time in, in the world that we've never been in before. And we're seeing things that we've never seen before. And, you know, we see these pastors that um, want to preach this. Everything's great. Everybody's fine. Let's let's all, you know, this fluffy type messages because they don't want to say the hard things right so that's what I, you I meant really, by playing church that, they're playing yes. church and then you yes. said that leads to bud light which you meant to allowing you know sex changes and things like that yes, and, yes. okay that makes more sense now because i couldn't quite put it all together right and that totally right. makes sense and then of course you got very excited and do as you do you, you sort of let your tongue move faster than you, your brain. Yes. This isn't the and first you know, time this it, has happened. <laughs> the, no. the other part of the playing church is it's not just about the trans community or the LGBTQ. I can never get those letters right. N neither can um, we. It's not, so. <laughs> it, <laughs> it's not just about that. It's, it's about the craziness that's happening in the world, the shootings, the the laws they're making laws in Oregon where where every drug is a misdemeanor and they're giving out needles and all these things that are happening that that we're in a time and place in life where this has never happened before so it's not just about the diving uh, it's not just about the trans community or the lbgtq it's about us being in a place and time in in the world that we've never seen before and and the the they're taking bail out of um out of our laws people are signing themselves out um all of these things all of these um things that used to be felonies are misdemeanors it's all of that it's not just that that's happening right now right i understand and yeah. then and then the part that you really got blasted for in this video this video starts right and because you had said uh bud light you know it's, this all led to bud light so people knew you were referring to dylan mulvaney right and you said get that punk down rebuke satan out of him okay if you believe that you know that that all made sense to me and then you said i'll give him a couple of black eyes right so right. why don't you then tell uh, listeners what you had told me on the phone? Well, I, uh, if, if anybody's ever seen my TV show, I do a lot of threatening. And I like, I'm going to fight him and kill him. I'm going to knock him out. And, you know, I'm going to get you and your, your whole family or whatever. That is, uh, that is how I've been for 44 years and been successful. I have never beat anyone down after over a thousand TV shows that we filmed and more thousand arrests. I have never had to ever beat anyone down. I get them crazy. I get crazy. The adrenaline's running. Bam, I catch them. It immediately stops. I don't know why my adrenaline stops. Something takes over me immediately. And I know all of a sudden I want to give them mercy and I want to have uh, uh, what's the word? Uh, I want to give them grace. I want to be, and I always think, you know, 
if not for that, there sit I in that same chair. And I once did sit there. So I'm, you know, saying that. I'll tell you right now, Alan, if Dylan Mulvaney was attacked by thugs, if she was getting beat up in the street, absolutely, you know, and so does everyone that knows me, I would jump in for Dylan. Now, Dylan wants to be called a she where he's a he. I can understand that. Last night, you know, as I was thinking about that, you know, I was uh, reluctant to say she because he's a he. And I thought, you know what? My real name is Dwayne, but I'd rather be called dog. I'm not a boo -woo -woo dog. So Dylan's not a she. But I want to be called dog. So if Dylan wants to be called a she, that's fine with me. So she, if she ever was getting beat up or hurt, I would absolutely jump in. I read on her Instagram the other day where she said she can't go to the store, she can't go anywhere, she can't do anything. I showed Francie and said, honey, I feel sorry for, for Dylan. This is, you know, this is terrible. So I don't agree with her and her ways. And if she is influencing children, if that Bud Light commercial or her lifestyle is an influence to children. That's what was making you upset. Yes. Right. Well, that's why you were getting all excited. That's what I thought. I was trying to tie them together. Yeah. Right. And the thing that I want to say about what I have experienced with you since I since we've been together, uh -huh. um, which is not, you know, which is a tiny piece of how long Alan has known you. I, I see how you when you're chasing after somebody you have this mindset that you step into and it's how you prepare for the chase. It's, it's what has become a part of you in the chase. And so that's why you get yourself all riled up. It's what, it's how you uh, work yourself up to go after these people. And then I have also watched you as soon as you catch them, and you look them face to face. I've watched it in your show. I've I've seen it in when right. I have been out with you. Your your compassion and your grace and you have a heart for people that's absolutely incredible. And so that automatically I wa have watched it in you shift to this place of compassion and grace and you start pouring into people. So that's what exactly was going on in the video. Right. Is he, he's getting amped up about this Oh, yeah, thing. I've seen him do it plenty of times. In fact, I, yes, I went with I him once in Hawaii on a ride, and I see how he gets crazed, absolutely yes. crazed. <laughs> it's how he works himself up to yeah. catch these guys. So am I hearing a little bit of an apology here? Because I think what people were very upset about is it sort of felt that you were giving permission or you were saying it's okay if people went out there and beat up people that, we're not like them. And I think that's why people were getting so mad. I don't see where anyone could think that, actually. But that is not. And if there's an apology due just to Dylan, I would absolutely and say I am very apologetic. Because that's not what you And meant. that's not what I meant. I prayed last night, Alan. And I said, how can I get... I know you know that we didn't rehearse this, that, but you said we're doing the podcast... I said, how can I explain to Alan, what, why do I do that? And what I thought was, let's put a race car driver, one of the top ones, Mario Andretti, or something in a race car, and he's always going around the track. Now let's put him in his self-owned private Camaro. You think he drives slow? <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. I bet that because it's in his DNA, don't, whoa, 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 whoa. So it's in my DNA to whoop, 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 whoop. That's just how it is. And how do we, you know, we're still not as many as we used to chasing per week. But Francie, I, the family, we're still chasing crimes against women, children, killers, rapists. You know, we're still chasing those guys, people that they're going to hold in jail. So, uh, you know, I'm trying to get away from, uh, well, there's an old saying, you can't separate your privateness from your job. A cop is always a cop. If he's off duty and he sees somebody getting robbed, guess what? He reaches for his badge, shoves it on, and says, freeze. You know, I'm. A, he don't go, hi, I'm an off-duty police officer. You might be under arrest. You just have that inside you.
And I need, I need more. I'm not a perfect human being. I need more self-control. And with these things that happen all the time, by the time I go to meet Jesus, I might be halfway fixed. <laughs> what are you laughing about? All right. Listen, I think that, that that's fair. Let's see you know, what, what people feel about that. And, you know, the other part is, is that I, you know, I travel with him all over the country and all walks of life and people that are homeless and on the streets. I have watched dog hug them and hold them and let them cry over him. I, I have um, seen him with men that, you know, are multi, multi millionaires and watch dog do the same thing. And he doesn't treat any of them any differently. And I've seen that and experienced it with my own eyes. Well, listen, so, and I knew that there was something up, of course. And, and there were tons of gay people working for dog and Beth when we were making yes. the show and we went yes. places with them. We stayed in hotels, we traveled, we did everything together. So, yes. and it was never an issue. It never even came up. If anything, it no. just made it more entertaining. <laughs> uh, thank That's you, probably Alan. true. I can see that. Here's what I'd like to say too, Alan. I when I a lot of messages that I say in church, especially to men, the Bible says that one of the hardest things on the body to control, and when we I say that to a man, he thinks about what's below his belly button. And the Bible says it's not that, it's the tongue. That's right. And that the, it's so bad, the tongue, that God said, let there be light. And the Bible says, if you say unto a problem in your life, be thou removed, it shall be done. So the tongue is either a powerful. good or evil, but is the most powerful member in the body. And my tongue has gotten me in trouble. So constantly through my life, and especially again now, I have got to learn to control my tongue. But still, they uh, a lot of the media, which is what lawyers are for, and believe me, I'm sick of bending over, so to say. I'm going to start fighting back. I don't didn't say half of that stuff, and they better watch what they say about dog, because yeah. this is enough. I mean, that's, you know, I'm, I'm encouraging people to beat up the gay people. I never said that. At all, I don't encourage that at all. I would die, Alan, if somebody jumped you, I'd die for you, brother. And I know so you would. I know you watch, well. They better watch what they say about me. I just want to say that, you know, uh, I don't think that there's any uh, reason that any of us are uh, unapologetic for what we believe and who we are. I'm a Holy Ghost-filled woman that loves Jesus, and I live my life like that, and I'm not afraid to say that to anybody. I'm not afraid to stand up for it and defend it, and be I believe every single word that's in the Bible. Am I going to always get it right? Except no. the lobster part. <laughs> whole nother conversation that does have to do with the jewish religion raised, i was raised jewish was we'll raised do jewish, it over so. dinner our lobster dinner. but you know what yes. so are you guys and it's okay and we love you and, and, that, it's, and, and that, it's okay and that's, and that's the point because we're not taking that away from you and we're not no, standing and on i'm a not taking it away you, for you but right. people are trying to and that's why right. if you truly believe the Bible and everything that you say that's in there that you swear by, that you live by, that you fight for, then you have to fight for us too. Yes, and the Bible says love, love, and I do. Love overcometh everything. Then that's the love end of the conversation. Love overcometh everything. Yes, absolutely. Drop the mic, baby. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, guys. Perfect, thank you. Well, you can't say they don't deliver. No, they delivered. You got a little excited there. Well, I think more of us need to be exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get excited about stuff like that. We need to stand up because we also have a private conversation, you and I, about talking about there are no consequences in this world. And 
part of the reason why is because nobody just stands up and takes ownership of something right, wrong, or indifferent. Which, by the way, Francie did. She yes. took ownership. She says, this is who I am. I'm not going to buy. And she shouldn't. That's who she is. And that's is. who we are. Right. But let's not loop us all into one, one group of people that we have nothing to do with. Because then the whole world is the same thing. We could do that to everybody. You can do it to every single person on the planet. You can mm -hmm. find a reason that they're in a different group, they're in a different thing, that I, now I can dislike them because of it. And if you're going to have somebody on and invite them to speak and to talk, then let them say what they have to say, whether you agree with it or not. But at least allow them that platform. And don't cut out the, the, everything that led into that one little sentence that everybody's making a big thing of they didn't they didn't they didn't let him say what he had to say because they didn't back it up with what he said prior right. or what he said after right. and that's and that's what we wanted to make very clear in this interview that there are no sides there is no, no sides right or no and, I, and hopefully people got that nobody was taking sides and I think you can see that there's a real relationship here between us all mm -hmm, of us absolutely and that everybody respects everybody. And, um, and we and the reason we respect everybody is because we allow them to be who we all are. Yeah. So there are things we get, there are things we don't. We don't capitalize that and we don't condemn those things. Well, and by the way, it's the same thing in politics. We have more in common with them Correct. than the differences. Mm -hmm. And we get along because we've been friends a long time. There are things we disagree on, but we don't let them get in the way no. because the, we agree probably on 80% of how the world you know, we runs. We all just need to sit down at one big table and enjoy a dinner. That's a big Because at table. the end of it, it's a big table. <laughs> a big but at the end of it, you're going to be talking more about what you liked than what you didn't. Yes. Especially if, well, especially if you're a good cook, like me. There you go. <laughs> anyway, we hope you enjoyed it, and we'll talk at you soon. And we hope you got something out of it. We'll really talk at you soon. Definitely. Like today. <laughs> There's a lot of talking at you. Yes. This podcast is a production of the Villa Romana Network in association with Spotify. <laughs>